0: Welcome to Talking Talent, I'm Dane Nash, VP of Global Channels at PageUp. Very excited to be kicking off the 17th episode of our LinkedIn Live Talking Talent series, where we touch on the hottest topics in recruiting, DE&I, and employer branding. Today on the show, I'm very excited to welcome Will Ainsley, Chief Operating Officer at TestGrid. Will works across all areas of TestGrid's business, from sales, technology, and people, has many years of experience with assessment technology. He is passionate about truly partnering with organizations to help them maximize the effectiveness of HR technology and for them to achieve success through people. Welcome to the show, Will.
1: Hi, Dane, great to be here. Hello everyone.
0: Excellent. Um, so today we are t- touching on a topic which is um, obviously very uh, important at the moment with the, the challenges that uh, we know all TA teams are facing. So winning the race for talent Um, in a hyper competitive landscape. So it certainly is um, very competitive out there at the moment. So Will's gonna take us through some of the actionable advice um, to reduce time to hire and stay agile in that challenging market. Uh, Given we are live on LinkedIn, uh, if you have any questions for either Will or myself, please feel free to throw them in the comments or just give us a shout out from where it is that you're listening Um, and it would be great to have you involved. So with that in mind, let's uh, kick off with the questions. So the first one I had for you Will was, um, what are you hearing from your customers um, is their greatest hiring point or pain point at the moment?
1: I think it's fairly consistent across all the customers we're working with. this is that challenge is attracting and identifying those right candidates. And, and particularly in those areas where we're seeing those, those real shortages. So in, in technical roles, in sales roles, in really specific niche categories. Um, and I think what we're seeing is the the overall application numbers have either dropped. Or in some cases, they've actually gone up, but the quality is less reliable, um, particularly at that lower end of, of role as, as people have been sort of scrambling to, to find jobs. Um, so we're we'll finding our clients have to have to really dig a bit deeper and try and find those unique candidates. And maybe they're going a bit uh, further away from their traditional candidate profile, um, mm-hmm. away from having maybe the levels of experience that they would typically looking for and and really focusing on potential instead Um, we're seeing things like graduate programs having to go out twice um, you know rather than just that traditional april may uh, kind of time timing they're going again in september and october Um, and then the other end of the process i I guess what we're also seeing is is where people are pulling out of processes halfway through or the reneging on offers
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's certainly something we've uh, also experienced and heard from our customers, we've, we've seen a couple of percentage point drop in the offer acceptance rate um, across our client base. So yeah, from that exact example of um, competitive market, if they're receiving multiple offers at the, at the same time, or, um, you yeah, someone else is moving more quickly that they lose out on those candidates, uh, including candidates, um, ghosting and not turning up to interviews. I know that um, we've had some personal experience with sort of second and third stage um, interviewees just being a no-show, which is obviously difficult. Um, I also know a colleague mentioned uh, from a conference they were attending recently that um, a large uh, um, retail brand that's in the, in the food and beverage industry uh, in North America was even paying candidates to turn up to the interview as an incentive to make sure they didn't have those dropouts. So I guess an example of some of the, the levels at which we may need to go to to um, keep candidates engaged.
1: Yeah, that's just crazy.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite quite crazy to see the, how much the power has changed. Um, all right, so maybe we'll move on to the second question I had for you. So how can speeding up the recruiting process help win the best people?
1: Yeah, good question. So I think um, what we're seeing is that the good candidates and the, and the great candidates have more choice than ever before. Um, and maybe they're still applying for multiple jobs, but they're actually getting more offers than they've ever had so that positive experience that is that is fast, um, that gets people through the process, so they don't have the opportunity maybe to to see those other offers, um, albeit without compromising that quality because that's obviously mm-hmm. key. Uh, I think that's really important to to finding and and, re- and getting those best candidates before they're snatched away from you. So we've seen this uh, both with our clients, but we've actually done it recently ourselves. So we've we've hired quite a few people recently and. You know, we've been able to do a full process. So we've, you know, the application, the testing, video interviews, uh, well, not a face-to-face interview, but a, a Zoom video, um, background checks. They can be done in a matter of days, um, provided that you're, um, that you really, you have that robust and clear process. Um, and it's a really good way of giving them a positive impression of your organization. You know, it shows that you're keen to, to, ret- to get their talent um and that you you know what you're doing as much as anything else it's, i think this, you know we've probably all been there um or we've applied for a job and we haven't heard anything for a couple of weeks and we're we're chasing up and and it's not a great way of giving that impression um so can you can you run that full process while other companies are are reviewing those options and taking a little bit longer and can you can you sneak in um i want to talk about that full process you know the the idea is that you have multiple data points um, and they should be looking at those key role competencies. And where I said, you know, maybe clients are looking less from that hard experience and more for the potential, this really plays into collecting as much data as possible um, so that it could be more effective and more predictive. Um, you know, I think we we all know those situations where where we've got clients or companies that we've heard of that, that are holding five interviews and, and every stakeholder wants to have that interview and they're all asking the same question. That's not a great process for anyone, um, and it doesn't add any new data. Whereas if you can use, you know, technology um, and and better processes, then you are actually adding at each stage. Um, Mm. So selecting that right stage, the right technology and the right provider um, or providers will make sure that you can streamline that process, reduce that time to hire, and just get that head start where you need it.
0: Mm. Yeah, reflecting on the process you've currently got, and I guess um, sort of that that experience mapping. So, so are you actually getting value for every one of the steps in the flow? And if not, then do you really need it, or can you replace it with something else that adds more value? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think
1: I think to some extent, COVID nineteen has uh, has made people sort of be more uh, more have a higher risk appetite um to those kind of things and and sort of you know made them look at new things for the first time ever we had a client that said i want to use video interviewing because it's safe you know because i don't want people going into my my stores or my businesses um and and risk transmitting something i mean mean, that's just an unheard of uh benefit to a service
0: absolutely yeah yeah. Okay. Wonderful. So that's some um, some really good good feedback on what we can do to speed up the process. Have a have a good analysis of what you're doing. Make sure that every step's adding value. If it's not, consider doing different things. And how can you make it move faster? That's um, definitely definitely something that we certainly uh, work on with our clients. Uh, great. So moving on to the next one. Um, HR is currently in a state of flux. So we have a lot of change, and the HR team is being leaned upon heavily for for so many different changes in business. Um, how can technology help organisations future-proof their business?
1: Look, I'm I'm biased here, obviously, but uh, I believe technology can really help. Uh, and when I say technology, I mean the right technology used in the right way in the right place um, can definitely add value um, across all stages and really give you that future-proofing. Um, like I said, we are seeing that uptake in, in technology um, increase. You know, I'm sure we've all been been doing a zoom and team interviews um, that we wouldn't have dreamt about, you know, two years ago, and the scale that we're that we're doing. Um, and our clients are definitely reviewing their technology stack, um, you know, and, and part of that is how can they make quicker decisions? Um, you know, technology in itself will not solve your problems. Um, but yeah. making sure that you're reviewing the process that you're using technology that adds value, um, and that you're partnering with people that, that know what they're doing. And again, can make sure that you're using the right the right tools in the right places. That's definitely definitely key. Um, we spend a lot of time working with our clients to review their end-to-end processes, uh, and like you said earlier, you know, make sure that each stage adds value. Um, and if it doesn't, well, let's cut it. Let's try and try and utilize some some technologies to to solve those problems. Um, there's a lot of great tools out there. Um, and certainly in the HR tech market, I've never seen anything like it. You know, there's there's new technology popping up every week, and, you know, weird and wonderful things that we'd, that we'd never have thought of, um, all the way from attraction through the application process, the assessments, video interviewing, you know, online reference checks, all those kind of things. Um, and, and I guess my challenge to, to clients is always, okay, what, what are you doing with that technology to enhance both your experience, the candidate experience, and and remember the outcomes that you want the technology to to produce. Um, And go back and challenge, you know, once you've implemented it, am I validating it? Am I getting value for money? I think that's a really important thing. Otherwise you end up with a huge tech stack um, that doesn't necessarily all talk to each other, um, that actually ends up complicating the process and, and you go in with great intentions, is it really giving you giving you value? Um, I think one of the one of the examples we saw at the start of the pandemic um, was one of our clients had to hire literally thousands of people in a matter of days, um, and and we were able to to work closely with uh, with PageUp to to be able to implement a new solution in seventy two hours that would have been unheard of and normally would have taken you know several weeks. Um, yeah. To, to be able to, to support that process because it was a, a unique need at that time. So making sure that you've got the technology, but also that element of partnership so that the technology can be utilised in the way that adds value to your business. Um, yeah. I have a bit of a you know a soapbox or a, a personal hang up um, where I think I see a lot of HR technology out there. Um, it's very shiny with fantastic marketing. Um, and I think the challenge is really understanding is does it work does it assess what you want it to be is it reliable um, and I always go back to that challenge of why are you investing in technology in the first place and and are you truly testing those outcomes
0: yeah yeah no that, that's um very much aligned to to, to our views so obviously you've mentioned we we had that really great example of a a few customers at the beginning of the pandemic that really need to lean on us. And I guess the partnering approach of of our organizations with the customers. And to your point, it's sort of like as long as you you put the customers number one problem at the center of the the solution versus, hey, here's just some technology that I'll throw, um, but making sure we truly understand what the customer's trying to achieve and and then work through in a partnering model, how to achieve that. um, Certainly much better outcomes can be achieved uh, for all parties. Wonderful. Um, all right. So we'll move on to our, uh, our next question, which is um, how can organizations reduce time to hire while still providing an engaging candidate experience?
1: Yeah, this is this is really key. And that candidate experience is vital, particularly if we're if we're chasing for that hard won talent. If it's too difficult, they just won't do it. Um, you know, particularly if you've got other offers. Um, and it's, it's really important to that brand as an organization as well. Um, I, I firmly believe that the important thing that candidates really want to know is what is the process in advance, is it fair to them, and do they have good communication through each step? Um, that's the best way to have the positive experience. I think there's lots of, there's lots of talk about uh, the, the specific tech that gives that great candidate experience, but if you don't back it up with communication and a process that works, then it, it can be the best tech in the world. But if it, if it doesn't, if it's not, uh, if you're not clear about why you're using it, um, it adds no value. So um, I think, you know, being a, a provider of, of psychometric testing is, is one of the main things that we do. Um, we're commonly asked around that candidate experience and, well, you know, candidates don't like doing psych testing. Well, that's not mm. true. I mean, obviously I'm weird and I love doing psych testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise I wouldn't be in the company I'm in um but in general candidates don't have a problem with it provided they know it's coming and what it's measuring and why it's measuring um i recently did some some data and analyst and uh, analytics um for a for a government grad campaign um and there were thousands of applicants uh we saw completion rates of of 97% in that first stage of of testing and 95% of that second stage of testing and they did really well. They invested a lot of time and effort into that communication piece, um, explaining why they did it. Um, and, and those are great completion rates. You know, so I, I think that myth of people don't like testing is is not necessarily there. Um, the, the feedback can be positive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it probably ties in in, in well to a lot of the other. Um, Conversations I've had on on this show in particular, which is sort of like treat treat your candidates as human. If they understand, you share the why, you bring them on the journey. Um, it's a it's a partnership or a relationship between between the uh, the candidate and the employer. So sharing that level of detail about why it's important um, is going to make it much easier for, for people to get on board with. So, and yeah, really great completion rates. That's very interesting.
1: And and then I think the other side that can be overlooked is is the candidate support as well so you know can you contact a support desk in times in the right time zones um that, that can help them through those times when you know they're nervous and that you know they mm. want to do it right and and we all know candidates like to complete uh, assessments and processes at the last minute um, so they really yeah. need to be uh, on the ball at that point
0: yeah absolutely so yeah again it's um Everyone knows that that feeling of frustration when you've got a problem and you just can't find the solution and can't find anyone to help you with it. So yeah, that that candidate support is um, yeah, I think that's a really great uh, inclusion. Excellent. All right. Well, um, that's been a, a really great having you on the on the show, uh, Will, and um, sharing your insights and experience with us and our audience. So. Thank you everyone for uh, listening along. Um, If you do have questions uh, post the the live session, feel free to still put them in the comments. Myself and Will will uh, check back in occasionally and make sure we respond to any questions we might have. And um, so thanks again for coming on the show, Will. And uh, thanks to our audience. We'll see you again next time.
1: Thanks, Dane. Thanks, everyone.